Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast, where we tackle teaching challenges from a biblical perspective. Why are we here? Because we don't believe that our spiritual walk and teaching profession should exist in two separate domains. Rather, the hope we have in Christ should change how we approach everything, not just at home, but at school as well. So join us as we explore both the spiritual and practical sides of key teaching challenges, integrating them together so we can succeed at teaching, glorify God, and make a lasting difference in our students' hearts and lives. In this series, we're talking about how to reduce teacher stress and create work-life balance. And if you've been in us so far in this series, in our first episode, we looked at the big picture framework of what God is doing in redemptive history and how balance was perfect at creation, but marred by the fall, but that God is working in us now. Um, But it won't be perfect until we get to heaven. And then last week in episode two, we talked about how we need to realize, not just in our head, but in our actions, that we cannot do everything. And then once we realize that, it frees us to start choosing the best things and the right things to spend our time on. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about two keys to getting the right things and the best things done in a reasonable amount of time. So the reason we're addressing this today is because even though, as we talked about last week, we recognize I can't do everything, which by the way, if you missed last week, make sure you go back and catch up on that because that's really some important groundwork. Having realized I cannot do everything, there is still a lot <laughs> on our plate. And the question is, how can we possibly get this all done in a reasonable amount of time? And how do we know what I should be spending my time on and what I shouldn't. Because honestly, that's another reason sometimes we do everything is because everything feels important. Everything seems important and it's hard to know what to focus on and what not to. So there are two keys that we're gonna talk about today. The first key is intentionality. And that means getting really intentional about choosing the best things and then eliminating and reducing things that are less vital. That key of just choosing, choosing intentionally is so valuable. We are going to make much better decisions when we choose the decision than when we just let life happen and let things just fall wherever they fall without any decision and any intentionality behind them. Now, what exactly does this look like? Well, in our programs, we teach a method um, called the 4T method. And what it does, um, this actually came from a business book I read by Mike Michalowicz, and we've adapted it for teachers. It is a powerful framework to help us cut down on our to-do list. And what I'm going to do is I am going to kind of go through it here with you. Um, But we also have more details about it. I'll tell you also where you can find out more about it. So In the 4T method, the first thing you're going to do is brain dump everything that's on your mind on your to-do list. So everything that you do on a regular basis or any projects that you're currently working on. And you can do this for both home and school life. So everything that's in your mind, all the priorities, all the time, all the things that you have to do, brain dump, get it down on paper. Then you're going to go through and look for, you're going to do four Ts. You're going to either treasure trash, trim, or transfer things, okay? Let me explain. So the first T is treasure. So you're gonna go through and ask yourself, which 
which of these things really matter? Which of these things really make a difference and are impactful? Um, they, they actually help move the needle and they actually, you know, support the goals, you know, at school or at home. Those things are the things you want to star and say, these really matter. I have to make time for them. These are core priorities. When I'm planning my week, I need to plan time for these first, not if I get around to them. So those are the most important things that we definitely know we want to say yes to. Next, though, we're going to go on the, if those are the most important things, next we're going to look at things on the opposite end of the spectrum. We're going to look for things that we can trash, meaning stop doing them. And that might sound crazy. You might say, Linda, there is nothing on my to-do list that I can stop doing. But I would, unless you've done this or a similar exercise repeatedly, there probably is. There's almost always things that we are doing on a regular basis that we don't really have to and that aren't really helping. And we might be doing them just because we've always done them or because they used to be effective, um, but they're not really anymore, or because at some point someone told us we should, and so we've just always done it ever since or you know my favorite teacher always did this so there's a lot of things that we just think teachers are supposed to do that may not actually be helping you and your students they might not actually be making a difference and so I want to challenge you to actually look at your list and say are there things that I can just stop doing and if you're not sure you can try it as an experiment you can say I'm going to stop doing this for two weeks and see what happens. And if it causes a problem, I'll keep doing it. But um, if it doesn't, then I don't have to keep doing it. So treasure, then trash. The third one is trim. This one has so many ways to apply it. This happens when we recognize things on our list that have to happen. Like I cannot just trash them. I really can't. But I also don't have to be spending as much time on them as I think. Or maybe you maybe you don't know how you're going to trim them, but you can look and say, okay, are there things that I wish I was spending less time on? And there's a lot of ways to trim, um, but I'll talk about two right now. One way to trim is by doing something less often. So an, an example of this would be grading. You might think, okay, um, if I grade currently grade all of the, my students' homework, could I grade half of their homework instead? Um, so you can ask yourself, like, could I do this half as often? If I do a newsletter every week, could I do it every other week? And the answer might be no, but it might be yes. So look for opportunities to say, could I cut this in half? Could I do this half as often and it still be just as effective to my goals? Another way to trim is by setting time limits. And this doesn't work for everything, but there are certain tasks where you know like that you can kind of find yourself in a rabbit hole and they can take a lot longer than you wanted. Um, like looking for resources, lesson planning, um, emails. These are the types of things that can really like stretch out and go long. So sometimes simply setting a time limit can really help us trim the amount of time we spend on this. If we say, okay, I have to get this done in 20 minutes or in 40 minutes or whatever you feel is reasonable and then really like make it a goal like I'm really going to try to get this done in this amount of time um, or depending on what it is maybe it's like I'm going to check email for you know 10 minutes and when the timer goes off I'm going to be done um, that can really help save time there's other ways to trim too and we're actually going to come back to that later in our tip number two um, but for now those are two ways to trim so the uh, so far the t's are treasure trash trim. And then the last one is transfer. Transfer means you have somebody else 
help you with it or do it for you. And I think as teachers, this one is really hard because we like to be in control and we like everything done just exactly the way we want. And so there are some things that if we have a teacher's aide or a parent volunteer or a pair of professional, we're like, okay, they can do, you know, these things. But we're hesitant to let go of more than a few, just a few like easy things. But I will say there's actually a whole lot more that we can do in this than you realize. There's actually a lot more to transfer. And we actually do help um, teachers learn how to transfer things um, in our brand new program. Um, if you go to teachfortheheart.com slash balance, um, we're going to put all the details about it there if you want to find out more about it. Um, but we, but transferring is really powerful. Um, being able to have other people help in a way that actually saves you time um, and doesn't um, frustrate you can be really valuable. So don't underestimate that. Look for people that can help, whether it's transferring responsibility to students, whether you have parent volunteers, paraprofessionals, um, teachers' aides. Um, there's kind, or also considering in your home, um, there might be. Um, things that are from home that a spouse or your kids um, could help out with. So don't neglect to look there as well. So let's wrap up this first key. The first key um, is intentionality, choosing what to spend time on and what to eliminate. And if you're thinking, Linda, I don't know if I can trash or trim or transfer anything, you got to go back to last week and say, but I can't do everything. I can't. And so that forces us to say, I'm either going to choose what I'm going to reduce or I'm going to drop the ball somewhere and I don't get to pick which which thing falls. So we have to choose. We have to choose what to trash, what to treasure, what to trim, what to transfer so that we can treasure what really, really matters. Um, if you'd like more details about this system, um, it's we talk about it more in Legacy Episode 159 of this podcast. So if you go to teachfortheheart.com slash 159, um, there's more details about that. But we're also putting together a brand new program that will walk you through um, this amongst other things, um, but but really help you figure out what can I trash? What can I trim? How can I transfer things effectively? So if you go to teachfortheheart.com slash balance, which is the blog post for this podcast series, we will have info there about the course and you can go there and find out more. So number one is intentionality. Number two um, is asking a key question. If you can make it a habit to ask this key question, you are going to save yourself a lot of time in the long run. And this is the key question. How can I get this done in a reasonable amount of time? When we ask a how can I question, our mind opens up to possibilities that we hadn't previously thought of. When we feel like just I have to, I have to, I have to, we're not thinking very creatively. But when we ask how could I suddenly solutions start to emerge. Um, so you And you can look for creative solutions to accomplish the same goal, but without taking too much time. Um, so, so if you think right now, try this right now. Think of an area that's taking you way too much time. Maybe it's grading, maybe it's lesson planning, um, whatever it is. The first thing you would ask is, well, can I, well, the first thing you ask is, can I trash it? But assuming it's not something you can trash, then you'd say, okay, can I trim it by doing it less often or by setting a time limit? If you can, great, do it. Um, if you're like, mm, I don't think either one of those would really work, 
then you ask, how can I get this done isn't in a reasonable amount of time? And once again, that question is going to free up your mind. Um, If you're stuck and nothing comes to your mind immediately, though, you can also ask around and see what others do. But the point here is don't settle. If something is taking too long, look for a better way. Nine times out of 10, there is one. Then you want to make it a habit to ask that question continually. Whenever you run into something, you're like, this is taking too long. Ask, well, how could I? How can I get this done in a reasonable amount of time? I want to go through a couple examples real quick to give you an idea of what this might look like. Um, And some some of these are from my own personal life, some of these are from teachers that we've worked with. So um, first example is communicating absent work. Um, when I was teaching, I remember we the procedure for absent work was that we would get a piece of paper from the office. We were supposed to write on it all the things that the student missed and like turn it in. And I found that it was just like, felt really like it was taking me a long time to write out everything that we were doing and and assemble all those materials. And so I just said, man, how could I do this more efficiently? And I said, well, everything we did is on my lesson plan. It has the homework. It has a list of what we did. What if I literally just printed out my lesson plan and just stapled it to this paper? (laughs) And then I could just staple any other papers that they need. And that's what I did. So from then on, I just literally printed out my lesson plan, stapled it, and put it in the box. It would take me about 10 seconds to fill these out instead of taking, you know, five five to 10 minutes each as I'm going through and trying to, you know, figure out what did we do, copy it, you know, and all of that. So that's an example of um, something where just thinking about it came up with a much faster solution. Um, another area that I ran into was grading, writing. <laughs> writing can take really long to grade. And I came up with, I asked this question a lot with writing and came up with a lot of ideas. But one I want to share here today is um, with writing comments. I knew that it was important for students to have feedback on their grading, but yet to to mark a bunch of stuff on their paper or to write a bunch of comments is very time consuming. So what I did was I had, I set up my grading sheet um, with with everything that I was looking for for them. And then um, if they did it well, I would put a check mark or a smiley face next to it. And if they didn't do well or they had issues with it, I would circle it. And that saved so much time because everything I wanted to address, I didn't have to write out. I just circled the areas that needed to be addressed. And it was it worked really well. A modification on this, um, though, is would be if you have common Um, If there's things that you're like, well, they're not on the grading sheet necessarily, I actually wrote my grading sheet with that in mind. I wanted to have everything that I would want to share with them on the grading sheet. But if you have other common comments where you find yourself leaving the same comments over and over, but it's not necessarily part of the grading criteria, you could have, you could just print out little, you know, take little um, sheets of paper or even ones where you could cut them and make them smaller that have like five to 10 common feedback on them and then you would just circle the applicable one and staple it on so it's just an example of saying how can i do this more quickly more efficiently um a third example dealing with lesson plans um one of the things that i lesson plans really just are so different in different places and teacher to teacher and school to school but i would really encourage you if lesson planning is taking a long time ask yourself what is really needed what do I need on these lesson plans to be able to teach effectively? And then as much as possible, pair your lesson, pair what you write out down to only what is really needed and stop doing things that serve no purpose. Okay, so if you have all these sections on your lesson plans that you're filling out that you don't really need, 
either stop doing them altogether. If you can just stop doing them, stop. If it's something where it's like, no, admin requires me to, you know, fill out this section, I don't really need it, but I'm required to do it, then what you should do is the bare minimum. Okay, you you still need to do what's expected, but if it's not helping you, um, do the bare minimum. Don't spend a lot of time on it. Just get it done in the just the quickest version that you possibly can. And actually, um, we're going to talk about that concept next week. We're going to actually ask and answer the question next week. Should we always do our best on everything? Or are there things we actually shouldn't? And we're going we're gonna to dive into that next week. Um, so, so there you have it. Those are the two things. Intentionality, recognizing my time's limited, so I'm going to choose the best things and eliminate and reduce time on things that are less vital. And then number two, the key question, how can I get this done in a reasonable amount of time? Start asking that question. Start getting in the habit of asking that question and start getting in the habit of seeking out solutions um, where you can get things done in a much more reasonable amount of time. I hope you'll join us in the discussion on this episode. Here's a discussion question. What is one task that you've been able to trim, trash, transfer, or find a creative solution to accomplish it in less time? I'd love for us to share those with each other and get ideas from each other. You can answer the discussion question either in our Facebook group at teachfortheheart.com slash Facebook. It should be pinned at the top. Or you can head to the blog post for this episode, actually for this entire series, and answer it there at teachfortheheart.com slash balance. And then before we pray, I do want to invite all of you to check out our brand new program, which is going to help you reclaim your time and find balance. The mission of this program is to help you cut three to 10 hours off your work week without sacrificing your effectiveness. So you can stop feeling stressed and preserve time and energy for your family and your personal life. We're going to be opening up enrollment soon. Um, so you can kind of get a preview and check it out. Um, we'll, we'll link to the details at the, at the series page at teachfortheheart.com slash balance. Let's take just a few moments and pray together. Father, we thank you that you are with us. We thank you that you care about the details big and small in our life. And um, we ask for your help today in these things that we're considering. Teacher, take a few minutes and ask God for wisdom as you try to determine um, what you should spend your time on and which things you should reduce or spend less time on. Now consider a specific area that you feel like is taking you a lot of time, more than you wish it would, and ask God to give you wisdom to bring solutions to your mind or to direct you to resources or people that can help you um, find ways to accomplish that in a more reasonable amount of time. Father, we thank you. You're with us. We thank you that we can talk to you about everything and that you care and that you um, are involved in our lives. And we pray for these teachers that you will guide them, give them wisdom and clarity, and um, just help us as we seek to have the balance between work and rest that you would have for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
We're so glad you were joining us today. Once again, all of the information and the links, you can find them all at teachfortheheart.com slash balance. Um, that's the post that has all the info for this entire series. And if you are enjoying this series, I hope that you will invite a friend to join and listen in with us. You can head to teachfortheheart.com slash balance. You can send them there or just to the Teach for the Heart podcast, wherever they like to listen to podcasts. Um, and we really appreciate your sharing this um, episode and this series with your friends and family. You can also leave a review for us wherever you listen to podcasts. That's always helpful in helping new people uh, to discover the podcast. Well, thank you so much for being here. I can't wait. Next week, we make, I hope you'll join us again. We're going to talk about should we do our best on everything? And we'll explore both the biblical and practical sides of that. So we'll see you next week. And in the meantime, teacher, remember, God is at work in you and through you. Keep your eyes on him and teach for the heart.